It's the 7th of April in the year of our salvation, 2007. And since the sun has gone down on this holy Saturday, it's now the vigil of Easter. You're back with Father Z for another podcast. On this vigil of Easter, what better thing could we look at than the liturgy for this great vigil? And what better moment of the liturgy could we think of than the glorious exultat? So we will uh, talk about the exultat. And since uh, experiential knowledge is uh, better than theoretical knowledge in very many cases, uh, we'll be able to hear the exultat too. We'll talk about it first and then examine it. Now, uh, please be a little patient with me today because I... Um, uh, well, I have more than a cold. I'm actually pretty sick right now. And uh, so you're going to probably hear that I'm stuffed up as I talk, and there might be a little bump in the recording here and there as I stop uh, for obvious reasons. But if you'll be patient with me, uh, we'll get right into our work. We have come to the pinnacle of the church's liturgical year, the Easter Vigil. And the exultet is one of the most spectacular moments in the entire vigil liturgy. When it is sung well, and in Latin, the church is in her glory. And I have very fond memories of singing the exultet. Uh, the first time uh, I sang it as a deacon, I was on retreat as, at a monastery in central Italy where the largest community of Benedictine nuns uh, is at Rosano. And uh, they sing every word of their la their office in ma and mass in Gregorian chant. And it's a beautiful 12th century abbey. It was a, a wonderful experience. Another time, I was asked by my bishop of the ancient Roman diocese of Velletri, it's one of the suburbicarian dioceses, to sing the exalted in Latin. And we started outside, uh, outside the cathedral in the square. And it was a you know, very dark night because the thing started at midnight. And they had an enormous fire there. And it took over ten minutes to get everyone inside with long pauses between each time I had to sing Lumen Christi, and then everyone responded Deo Gratias, and then another few minutes later, then I'd do it again, you know, a tone higher, and the candle, it was this huge uh, exalted candle, Paschal candle, it was the size of one of those Scottish cabers, you know, that they throw in the in the country games, and though there there was a lot of movement and energy and so forth in the church, you know, we're talking about an Italian church, right? But when I started singing and they heard the Latin and the and the sound of this chant, it got very, very quiet very, very quickly in this ancient church. And while I was singing about the red glowing flame being divided into the parts, I could see the thousand candles you know, spreading the fire across the, the church from hand to hand, and you could hear the fire crackling outside the church and as it cast uh, light flickering in through the doors and shadows on the across the, the nave to the wall. It was an amazing uh, experience. But I have to say that my, my greatest uh, memories of singing the Exultant were in my home parish back in uh, St. Agnes in Minnesota. Now, the exultet is also called the preconium pascale. Now, pascale is an adjective of a Latinized Hebrew word, pasca. 
which stands for the Passover meal of the lamb. Uh, the Lewis and Short Dictionary says the adjective preconius is of or belonging to a preco or public crier, but the substantive preconium is a crying out in public, a proclaiming, a spreading abroad, a publishing. Now, in a Christian context, uh, of course, this means the good news, the gospel, and a preconium then is a site is simultaneously a profession of faith and also a call to faith extended to all who hear it. So the exultet, or preconium pascale, is a poem, and elements of the text go back to St. Ambrose of Milan, who died in 397. And ideally, it should be sung by a deacon, and it is a hymn of praise to God for the light of the paschal candle. Now, the text of the Exultet was integrated into the Roman liturgy around the 9th century, and it's, it's theologically packed. It contains a summer, summary of the Easter mystery. And, of course, we all know what this is. We know what the Easter mystery is. Uh, the great thing to announce is that Christ is risen. And, of course, the conclusion of that is, is we can rise in him. We will rise, too. All during Lent, for example, in these readings that I gave you in these podcasts from the second reading from the Office of Readings, uh, so many of the fathers of the church stressed how it was the incarnation and this bond of unity between uh, our humanity and his divinity that make it possible for us to rise to new life. And so since Christ is risen, we can rise in him. And of course, this was something that was prepared for uh, from before the fall of man, uh, having been foreseen by a loving father. And we are still, of course, waiting for its perfect completion at the end of the world, but our baptismal character being integrated into the risen Christ through baptism allows us to live that reality now. And this is what we call about what we what we talk about in the Christian experience of already but not yet. We are already living the realities, but they're not yet brought to completion. Now the exultet uh, has a very discernible structure. First of all, there is a great introductory invitation to exalt, whence, of course, the name of this text, the Exultet. And uh, it's the, an invitation given to three different groups. First, there are the angels, and then there is the church on earth, and then there is the whole church together. And then there follows an accounting of the works of God in the Paschal Mystery and the history of salvation. These are the Manialia Dei. And it begins with a dialogue, just like the preface during Holy Mass. And like a Eucharistic prayer, the exalted is a, an, an anamnesis, a remembrance, uh, the kind of remembrance which makes the past mysteries present to us. Remember that in the liturgical action, these great mysteries are just as present to us as they were to the people who were historically there present at the time. And this is all made possible because Christ, who is uh, yesterday, today, and forever, the Alpha and the Omega, is the one who is the true actor in the liturgy. 
The singer, then the deacon, begs the congregation to pray for him as he tells the story of our family history, the history of our salvation, with all the foreshadowings and the types of our redemption. Remember in those readings from the, the fathers uh, in these other podcasts, they use they talk about types and foreshadowings, that all the things that happened, the events of the Old Testament, were leading up to what would happen in Christ himself. And of course all these things will come to their perfect completion at the ending of the world. Now so great is God's ability to turn evil into good that the deacon dares to call Adam's fall, the sin of our first parents, our happy fault, our felix culpa, since because of it we were sent the gift of our Savior to redeem us. And in the Exultet, uh, you also hear about uh, these beautiful images like the work of bees. You know, there's the mother bee who makes the wax, and there's the shattering of the chains of sin, and all evil is being driven away. It's, it's quite beautiful. And there's a constant refrain in the Exultet that this is the night. This is the, the blessed night. Uh, this is the night when heavenly realities and earthly realities merge together and become one. See, in the risen Lord, this is where we really see so perfectly uh, manifested uh, his uh, love for us so much that he took our humanity into that that indestructible bond with his divinity. And uh, the constant refrain is that this blessed night is when those realities merge, the heavenly and the earthly. And finally, there is a humble petition uh, that God the Father will accept our paschal candle, our evening sacrifice of praise, and make it into one of the lights of the heavens. Now, of course, this text, this liturgical text, which is a a poem and a hymn and a prayer is far too great to grasp all at once. But remember, year by year, we have the chance to hear this exultat and indeed the whole liturgy renewed in the heart of the church's greatest night. And the mysteries within this liturgy and within the exultat, they don't change, but we do. Each year we are a little bit different, and so we can hear it each year with new insights and new understanding. So let's hear the exultet uh, from a recording uh, made uh, during a vigil mass from the Church of St. Agnes in St. Paul, Minnesota. Exultet Angelica Tulba Exultet Divina Misteria Et protanti regis victoria, tuum bahim sonet salutaris. Gaunteat et tellus, tantis iraniata funoribus, et eteni regis splendore illustrata, Totius solmis essentian, amisisse caligine. Lente tur et mater ecclesia, 
tanti luminis adornata fulgoribus, et manis populorum vocibus, e encaulare sultet. Qua propteras tantes vos, fratres calisimi, ad tam miram huius ancti luminis claritatem, unam mecum queson Dei omnipotentis, misericordiam invocate. Ut qui menon meis meritis, intra levitarum numerum dignatus est congregare, Lumini sui claritatem infundens, Cerei huius laudem implere perficia. Dominus vobiscum, Sorsum corda, Grazias a Gaius Domino Deo Nostro. Vere dignum et justum est, invisibilem Deum Patrem Omnipotentem, Filium Queus Unigenitum, Dominum Nostrum, Iesum Christum, Toto cornis ac mentis affectu, Et vocis ministerio personale. Qui pro nobis eterno Patri, Aden debitum solvit, Et veteris piaculi cautionem, Pion cruore detersit. Ec suvuntenim festa pascavia, In quibus verus ille agnus ociditur, Cuius sanguine postes fidelium consecrantur. Ec nox est, in qua primum patres nostros, filios Israel, edutos de Egipto, mare rubrum, sico vestidio transire pecisti. Ec igitur nox est, Quem peccatorum tenebras, Columne illuminatione purgavit. Ec nox est, Que odiem per universum mundum, In Christo credentes, A vitis seculi, Et caligini peccatorum segregatos, Redi gratiae, sociat sanctitati. 
In quam destructis vinculis mortis, Christus ab inferis victor ascendit. Nihil enim nobis nasci profuit, nisi redibi profuisent. O mira circa nos, Tu em pietatis dignatio. O inestimabilis dilection caritatis, ut servum redimeres filium tradidisti. O certe necessarium ade peccatum, Con Christi morte deletum est. O Felix culpa, Que talem actantum Meruita berere demptorem. O vere beata nos, Que sola meruicire Tempus eroram, in quam Christus am inferis resurrexit. Hec nox est, de qua scriptum est, et nox sicut dies illuminabitur, et nox illuminatio mea in delicis mei. O Ius igitur sanctificatio noctis, fugat celera, culpas lavat, et reddit in otentiam lapis, et metis letitia. Fugat odia, concordiam parat, et curvat imperia. In huius igitur noctis gratia, suscipe sante pater, laudis huius sacrificium vespertinum, quod tibi in hac cerei oblatione solemni, per ministrarum manus deo peribus apul, Sacrosancta redit ecclesia. Sed iam columne huius preconia novibus, Quam in honorem dei rutilanzinis acendit. Qui licet sit divisus in partes, Mutuati tamen luminis detrimenta non novit. Alitur enim liquantibus geris, Quas in substantiam preciose uius lampadis, Apis mater reduxit. O vere beata nos, 
in quaterenis celestia, humanis divina junguntur. Oramus ergo te domine, ut cereus iste, in honorem tu inominis consecratus, ad noctis huius caliginem destruendam, in deficiens perseverent. Et in odorem suavitatis acceptus, supernis luminaribus misceatur, flammas eius, lucifer matutinus inveniat. Ile in quam Lucifer, qui nescido casu, Christus filius tuus, qui regressus ab inferis, humano generis serenus iluxit, et vivi et regnat in secula seculorum. After our time of penance and preparation, I hope that you have been able to participate in the Triduum ceremonies in your own parishes and that they have been uh, both edifying and moving. It's a great privilege to participate in the Church's liturgy at any time of the year, but especially in these great days, which make the sacred mysteries they represent present to us and make us present to them. Now, remember, when we enter into the sacred confines of the church for these great liturgies, we become the hands and the voices and the knees of the risen Christ, who is our high priest. It was by his death and resurrection that we were freed from our sins and given uh, the possibility of the glory of heaven. And so I wish you and yours much joy on this Feast of the Resurrection, and may God bless you with many graces.